week of May 8th, 2023. This is Diet Science with Dee McCaffrey. Dee's an organic chemist and nutritionist who lost 100 pounds by staying away from processed foods. She's now pursuing a doctorate in clinical nutrition. And every week on Diet Science, Dee covers a topic or two that's important for you and your family's health. This is your co-host, Michael McCaffrey. So, Dee, what's a topic for this week? This week, we're talking about a new study that reveals that lower levels of the omega-3 fatty acid called DHA, mm-hmm. um, is it's basically lower in the milk of vegetarian and vegan mothers mm. um, than it is to um, mothers who uh, are omnivores, omnivores mm. um, um, who follow an omnivorous diet. Um, so this is a, basically this is a sort of a, a call for raised awareness mm-hmm. and a call for supplementation mm-hmm. of this particular nutrient. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, there's never been a study before that looked at this. Mm-hmm. Um, they've looked at you know the differences in breast milk for other nutrients, mm-hmm. but not necessarily for this one, which mm-hmm. I tend to find quite. I mean, kind of interesting that that it hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, basically, uh, what they found was that um, the DHA intake, uh, basically, this particular omega three fatty acid. By the way, there there are two omega three fatty acids that uh, are typically only found in very few foods. Mm-hmm. Um, EPA and DHA. So EPA is a acronym for a longer name called Icosa pentaenoic acid. Mm-hmm. And then DHA is the acronym for Docosa hexaenoic acid. Mm-hmm. These two omega-3 fatty acids are extremely important for brain health, um, neurological health, and also even for the vision. Mm-hmm. So We need um, both. We need both, absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I said, typically it's only found in few food sources, specifically cold water fatty fish. Mm. So um, basically we we need these two omega-3 fatty acids in a form that we say say they're already formed Mm -hmm. and they're already made because the fish eat, their diet allows them to form these in their bodies and then they're available for us to take like ready to consume and ready to use Mm -hmm. for our body, Mm -hmm. right? For our brain and and our health. Mm -hmm. So um, we, so we need to get food sources of this because our body cannot make it on its own Mm -hmm. Um, with there's a caveat on that, which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, for the most part, it's usually to- told and recommended that we get a food source of EPA and DHA. Mm-hmm. Um, what they found in the study was that the uh, vegetarian and vegan mothers had less than a half mm. of the DHA intake um, than the those who were omnivorous. Mm. Uh, basically, they said that they had um, 0.15% versus 0.33% respectively. So the the vegetarian vegan mothers had 0.15% of their uh, diet being DHA, and then the omnivorous mothers had 0.33%. 
And um, it is, you know, this, these were findings that showed that it's recommended for women to consume at least 200 milligrams of DHA per day, which should translate into a breast milk DHA content of 0.3. Mm-hmm. So the ones that had that were omnivorous, theirs were 0.33, mm-hmm. which was right in line with what it should be. Mm-hmm. Whereas the vegetarian and vegan mothers, it was half of that. It was down to 0.15. Right. So what this is showing is it's a deficiency, mm-hmm. right? It's a concern, um, but that it can easily be corrected through supplementation. Mm. Um now, one uh, one of one of the things I want to talk about. So DHA is it's needed in the body as a building material, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the brain cell structure and neurological development, mm-hmm. which makes it especially critical in pregnancy for the baby's brain and mm-hmm. nervous system development, right. mm-hmm. and even in adults, it's like a brain protector. So. DHA can lower the risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. It's also critical with vision and eye health. Mm -hmm. Um, And interestingly enough, DHA accounts for more than a third of the fatty acids that are in the retina of the eye. Mm. So it preserves healthy retinal function, Mm. it lowers inflammation, um, and it supports visual acuity and prevents age-related macular degeneration. Hmm. So EPA is important not just for um, vegetarian and vegan mothers who are breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. but it's just important for all of us, right? right? Because we can't can't make enough of this particular omega-3 fatty acid in our body. Mm-hmm. Now, what uh, here's what happens. A lot of uh, people who follow a vegan and vegetarian diet, they get a, a lot of food sources of another type of omega-3 fatty acid called alpha-linolenic acid. Mm-hmm. And alpha-linolenic acid is, is really the omega-3 that cannot be made within the body. Mm. It is the what we call the essential omega-3 fatty acid. Um, we have to get food sources of it. And there are a lot of great food sources of, of alpha-linolenic acid, which we call ALA. Mm-hmm. We can get it from flax seeds. We can get it from chia seeds and walnuts and leafy greens and uh, pumpkin seeds. You know, we have you know, a lot of seed and uh, food sources, uh, seed and nut and leafy green food sources of that particular type of omega-3, which is called ALA. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a lot, now, within our body, what happens is we could convert some of that ALA omega-3 into EPA and DHA. Mm. So our body kind of does have the ability to make the DHA from those food sources. Mm-hmm. However, and here's the big however, the conversion process of ALA to EPA and DHA is long Mm. and complicated and may not be successful in everyone. Mm. Um, There are some some specific things that need, it's like the stars need to be lined up correctly, (laughs) basically. The conversion requires a specific enzyme in the body called delta-6-desaturase. 
and there are some genetic and dietary factors that can render this enzyme inactive, hmm. such as high insulin levels, which would be caused by um, too much sugar or alcohol consumption. Mm -hmm. uh, also, high levels of omega-6 fatty acids in the diet can interfere with the uh, conversion of ALA to EPA and DHA. Hmm. Um, and then actually, uh, the enzyme and conversion are also dependent on adequate levels of other nutrients like vitamin B6 and vitamin B7, copper, calcium, magnesium, zinc, and iron. So if a person doesn't have adequate levels of those nutrients in their body, they're not going to be converting their ALA to EPA and DHA very efficiently. Mm -hmm. And even if there were, everything was adequate, you know, they had, they were producing the enzyme, they have enough of these nutrients, even in optimal conditions for that conversion, the conversion is relatively low. It's like um, studies show that um, only approximately 5% to 10% mm -hmm. of the ALA that a person consumes is converted into EPA, but then less than 2 to 5% of that is converted to DHA. Mm. So just eating flax seeds or chia seeds or using hemp seed oil or flax seed oil as part of the diet is not probably going to be producing enough DHA in the body. Mm -hmm. uh, these mothers are going to need to have to get another source and preferably a preformed source of DHA. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where the supplement will come in. Okay. So now most of us who, well, not most of us, I'm going to say most people who are not opposed to eating fish mm -hmm. um, and getting the omega-3s from fish, um, maybe they don't like to eat fish or the taste of fish, but they could take a fish oil supplement and get enough mm -hmm. EPA and DHA. Um, a vegan or a vegetarian probably won't choose that because they're opposed to eating fish. So um, now we have the technology to go right to the source, which is that marine phytoplankton algae, mm. and extract the oil from the algae. Mm. And now we can have a plant source supplement algae oil. Mm. It comes in gel caps, the same as fish oil does. Mm. Okay, so a person can take that as their um, source mm -hmm. of DHA. And I'm sure that that's what this um, study is. Ultimately, it, at the end of the study, as I was reading, the recommendation was we need to get supplementation because in previous studies, they found that vegetarian and vegan mothers were low in vitamin B12, mm -hmm. which is another nutrient that is typically not found in plants, plant foods. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Just through supplementation, they were able to raise their levels of that. And that's very efficient for doing that. Mm. And we're going to find that taking DHA supplements from plant sources are also going to be a good way to get those levels up. Mm -hmm. So whether you're a breastfeeding mother or not, if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, you, you definitely need a good source of DHA and EPA mm -hmm. in the preformed uh, ready to use in your body uh, form. Mm -hmm. So that's really the best source that we have right now for and that. Using it's the algae, algae oil. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's available on the market now. It is. Yeah. 
Um, and so some people have, are probably going to be wondering like how much of that they need. Well, this study said that you need at least 200 milligrams of DHA a day. And when you buy a supplement, it's going to tell you how many milligrams of EPA and how many milligrams of DHA um, are in you know, the serving size. Typically, it's two gel caps is the serving size. Mm -hmm. So if you find one, um, I found one on... Um, there's one from uh, Nordic Naturals, which mm. is a very reputable company mm -hmm. of which we have absolutely no affiliation to. And mm. of just, I always just like to mention, I know the reputable brands and I'm just going to let people know what they are because mm -hmm. there's a lot of brands out there that may not be good quality. Mm -hmm. um, Nordic has been around for years and they, they are the kind of like the, almost like the experts on uh, essential fatty acids. So, mm. um, so I found that you can get um, 390 milligrams of DHA and 195 milligrams of EPA in their algae oil supplement mm. in the two gel cap serving. Mm. So that would be what you would want. Now, sometimes I, like, I just like to kind of put out there that there are some recommendations by, you know, what we call the expert consensus on um, EPA and DHA uh, intake. Um, and I typically have found that um, 500 milligrams of EPA DHA combined is what is co considered the amount to take to avoid deficiency. Mm -hmm. But if you want for proactive intake, like to be proactive and not get deficient, and then also not get sick, mm -hmm. or have any issues, you know, regarding your um, <laughs> your health, mm -hmm. um, that that would probably go up to a thousand milligrams of um, EPA DHA combined. Mm. So when you're looking at your label, you're going to add the two together and it should add up to either, you know, if you're looking for just uh, the minimum amount, 500 milligrams, it should add up to 500. If uh, and if you want that proactive support it should add up to a thousand. Okay. And you'll have a link to this. Yes, we'll have a link to the uh, to the algae oil. Yeah. Great. All right, Dee, thank you for another informative week. Diet Science is the official podcast for Process Free America. We're a nonprofit dedicated to eliminating childhood and adult obesity through nutrition education to both young and old. You can catch this podcast and lots of other great podcasts and articles at processedfreeamerica.org. This is Dee McCaffrey, and until next time, go forth and be healthy.